G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast, home of holistic development. We're very excited to have you back for another episode with Geordie Brown, the brown dog, the man of the hour. How are you, mate? Geordie Brown is here and I'm with the great man, Cameron Juggs Weir. So we're excited to be here again and bring you guys another uh, holistic development episode on how to better perform on and off the field. So really excited to be here actually this is going to be a good episode yeah this is going to be a bit of a brown town hour or not an hour i hope it doesn't go for an hour but a brown town 20 minute episode where brownie's been working on a little bit of a structure a little bit of a framework you could call it and today he's going to deep dive into the first of four elements of this uh i won't give too much away this framework yeah this is a framework in progress it hasn't had any uh, I suppose data analyzed through it. I haven't put it into place anywhere yet. I haven't been in a position to do that, but there's been things that I've sort of been trying to pick up along the way um, in my sporting career, both as a player and a coach, and identify what things work, what things don't work. And um, in particular today, I'm talking about how to produce results through team culture, or um, it could be a club culture, um, but basically a bigger picture with plenty of people involved and how we can all play our role and, and move together uh, forward um, to achieve, um, in this analogy, it's it's fruit or results. Wow. That's very exciting. I'm actually, I've seen it written down on paper, but I'm actually also excited to hear what or where this podcast episode is going to go with the first of the four elements. So what is the first, do you want to give all four elements? Or no, do you I won't s- give all four elements away. Um, I've only gone relatively deep into the first couple okay um but what i want to think about here is how do we produce uh, good fruit or how do we produce results and our first step of our process is growth needs good soil so my whole um analogy here or um four-step process is all all revolved around gardening and agriculture awesome so it's um Anyone who's done gardening or agriculture or any kind of farming before knows that there's uh, a process into actually harvesting uh, your crop or your food. And um, I think there's a lot to learn um, from the process of gardening when we come to um, team environments. Um, And actually, as a bit of a spiritual guy, there's plenty of analogies um, through religion based on um, gardening and, and harvest as well. So this is where a lot of that inspiration comes from. Awesome. All right, that begs the question, Brownie. What does good soil? What does create good soil? Need. <laughs> yeah, went too Very early. Good. Well, first of all, I want us to think about good soil as our foundation. So, when we're in a club environment or a team environment, um, our soil is our foundations, and and these um, I've got um, five things under this topic that we need to think about, and the first one that we wanna uh, sit down and discuss uh, with our team and our coaches and all the people involved is our values. So what kind of values do we wanna live by um, in our team, in our environment? Uh, What do we actually value as a club? So not just what we wanna live by, but what do we value? What do we wanna be known as? What do we want people to see us um, living by? And um, uh, if you think back to maybe what you do day to day and and how you produce results in your work or in your family, uh, these values can be uh, very much reciprocated in a sporting environment. I think so often in sport, um, you know, there's such this competitive energy that sometimes can 
um, you know, under pressure, move us away from our values. And this is where um, we need to ingrain our values into our club um, or into our team. So when we are under pressure or when the competition starts, that we don't let those things uh, influence how we actually play and what values we conduct ourselves with. So just some really um, uh, obvious examples that you might think about when you're in a sporting environment is the values you might want to live under are brave. You might want to have a brave environment where everyone feels like they can take risks and, and do it bravely without any repercussions. You might uh, try and implement the value of calmness. Um, so when there is pressure and when there is a real competitive moment in the game, you can stay calm and, and live by the values rather than be dictated by the environment. Uh, you might want uh, commitment. So uh, that's commitment not just to um, you know training or commitment to uh you know, time or anything like that. It, it's commitment to each moment that you're in. So, you know, whether you're completely committing to a conversation you're having with someone who's maybe asking you for some advice, or completely committing to your warm up, or completely committing to your cool down. Um, they're sort of just a few examples that we can think of, and and you might, as a team, write down ten or fifteen, and then slowly um, cross those off to to come up with five values that are uh, you guys collectively uh, come together that you want to play your sport or conduct yourself off the field as well on yeah that makes me think how would you actually come up with your values is this a player driven uh session or is this a coach has what he thinks the best values would be is it a bit of both and how do you actually settle on three or five whatever the number is values if there's some people in the team that might value something different compared to some other team members yeah i great question and i think this system only works if there's vulnerability and honesty in place and i think when we sit down in a team environment we don't just want to tick boxes and say things that you know we've we've been taught to say you know let's be you know, tough let's be you know let's live by physical fitness or whatever it might be like let's be open honest and vulnerable vulnerable around how we actually want to conduct ourselves in the environment and i think you know everyone's going to have different personalities and everyone's going to be thinking different and that's why you come up with values that allow you to maneuver yourself in an environment that have different personalities so you know for example your um your value might be to um be very open-minded in in terms of situations where other people might have ideas rather than being closed off and 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 only operating a specific way one of your values is to have open-mindedness to learn and listen and to nurture other people's ideas so um, it does come back to sort of a um, collectiveness in terms of coach and, and probably captain to implement the values that they're going to drive because they're probably very influential in that environment. Um, but it does also come down to opening the floor, allowing others to be vulnerable and honest around what they want the team environment to be like um, because these are the people that need to thrive in that environment. So I think it's just open and honesty around what people want. Um, and then from there, I think you can start to like I said, cross things off the list that maybe don't serve that team as a whole um, and trying to think about how those values can work as a bit of a, um, a, uh, a system in place, a mechanism to make one big thing work. Awesome. All right, we've got our values sorted for our team. What's the next step moving forward? Yeah, so the next step is the environment um, that we place ourselves into. What you know, And this I like to think of if I'm in an environment if someone comes into our environment or into our team or club, what kinds of things do I want them to be influenced by or what kinds of things do I want them to have access to? So 
we all know, or you should know that the people you hang around with the most, the five people you hang around the most, uh, eventually will rub off and you'll become a part of their makeup and you'll all end up being very similar um, you know, in terms of your behavior because your environment dictates behavior. So what kinds of things do we want our um, people coming in and the people who are already in our system or, or in our club to be influenced by? So when I think about environment, I think number one is what kind of resources do we have in the environment that allows people to be successful. So this could be a number of things in terms of you know, facilities or um, uh, support network, um, uh, like um, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Um, resources in terms of like uh, knowledge, so like education, where can we go to to learn and improve? You know, not always a coach, but having things uh, available, maybe it's online things, maybe it's um, you know having Shane Watson's book down at training for people to do you know focus activities on whatever it might be. Um, it's allowing people to have cues in the environment to move towards our values that we've just um, spoken about in the previous previous um, topic. And the next one I like to think about in environment is language. What kind of language do we use um, to our teammates, to our coaches? And I think the biggest uh, factor in this in a club environment or a team environment is how do our older players, one, speak to each other, but then how do they speak to our, our younger generation and people coming through? I think people underestimate the, um, the influence they have in an environment when they're someone of status in terms of maybe they're an excellent player or maybe they're a coach or maybe a captain or maybe they've just been in this particular environment for a while. The language they use is going to be so important in fostering the right language of generations coming through so and i spoke about this in in our values topic around being uh, allowing vulnerability allowing honesty um having a place of of non-judgment allowing people to be themselves i think is a really big one i think so often we alienate people who do things differently and i think it's important to allow people to express what they need to express in their own way because um, essentially when people feel comfortable and confident um, they're going to be much uh, more successful uh, on the field. So the environment is a huge one and, and, and this sort of comes off the back of the values that you want to live by. Yeah, I think that will lead nicely into your next one here. So we've got our values, we're considering what influences our environment and then what comes next. Yeah, so this is where our team habits come into it. Now, obviously thinking think about our, our uh, soil, what kind of habits do you do daily that looks after your soil or you need... Um, to be consistent with those habits you know you need to be constantly maybe watering the soil or making sure it's getting enough sunlight or you know adding uh, compost or nutrients or whatever it might be to the soil to produce these results so this is what we're adding into our soil to make sure that we're going to be consistent over a long period of time so you know team habits might include things like punctuality uh, making sure that you know if you're not 10 minutes early you're 10 minutes late and that's an expectation that we set um, and you know there might be things like generosity, generosity with time, with resources, uh, with education and knowledge. Um, and team habits might include things like selflessness. And you know these are a little bit uh, off the back of my of what we might value. Um, but these habits are essentially things that we do daily and consistently to make sure that our soil is always being watered, it's always being fertilized, um, just to make sure that we're one setting good examples and um yeah we're, we're getting ready to produce the fruit because we're practicing these these habits regularly and consistently awesome all right what comes after habits brownie well this is team expectations and this is one that i think is missed so often how we sh uh, expect to behave in certain situations how do we lose as a team how do we win as a team 
um, you know, how do we train as a team? How do we conduct ourselves off the field individually and as a team? I think it's important to set expectations because so often without a roadmap of, of how to um, actually behave in certain situations, we can maybe lose a little bit of context on what's right and what's wrong. And I think, you know, for example, for me, I think about, um, you know, when cricketers get out or, you know, even when we lose, the expectation of a behavior when something negative happens to us is super important because it can actually have influence down the track. You know, so often we see, you know, players get out that get really frustrated and we know people care and, and that's, you know, so normal for, to be to be angry. But, um, you know, expressing those emotions where maybe equipment's damaged or umpires get involved, you know, these can actually have roll-on effects down the track. So if we have these expectations put in place for us to, okay, this is something we've identified as a team, we're in this situation now, we've just lost this game, how do I conduct myself? You know, and then vice versa, winning is also a really important one. What are the expectations of us when we win? You know, how do we conduct ourselves, you know, in terms of the other team? How do we celebrate as a team? You know, do we, you know, necessarily um, be, be really negative and focus on the negatives when we win to get better? Or do we celebrate the positives, the, the guys that have done something really well and then we, you know, applaud maybe their preparation that was really well? Maybe we applaud someone's tactics or you know, they stood up under pressure. What kinds of things are we looking at? when we're successful do we you know i don't know different cultures everywhere but do you go out and celebrate together or do you you know move away individually and and maybe come back on a a training night and 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 relook at those things and be really positive around it i don't know these are all things for people to implement but team expectations are so important because so often our emotions are up and down in sport um and if we don't have sort of a formula or expectations in place sometimes our behavior can move away from what we want it to be yeah and that makes me think of too when you have players come in and out of a team what effect might expectations have on that movement especially if it's a club and you've got players going up and down grades or players getting injured and then someone gets an opportunity and then a player comes back in definitely what might this have on that sort of fluid movement of players yeah that's a great point uh the last one that i speak about is support now i think obviously think about um, you know, soil in this one so often in our gardens we have, you know, support um, you know, whether it's bamboo sticks or things just tying things together. There's there's a big system in place to allow things to be successful and this one in particular is player and coach support. You know, how can we make sure that our coaches are in a good space? How can we make sure our players in are in a good space? And I think to me it just comes down to open and honest communication again and, and hopefully you as a team are identifying expectations around communication or values around you know support and communication and i think if we can just have um i suppose uh not like yes the vulnerability but also um the understanding that communication is welcomed in this you know and there's no judgment here so people feel like they're more open to talking to someone about something if you know maybe there is something wrong or maybe they actually have a really great idea to improve something i think often a lot of the times people think, oh, it's not even worth going to have that conversation. You know, they're not open-minded enough about it or it'll just be shut down quickly. So that's why it's important to have the right support that communication lines are open between all parts of the club, all parts of the um, team. So, you know, whether that's directly to the captain or whether that's to a coach or whether that's to a committee or, you know, whether that's to, you know, sponsors, whoever it might be, the clearer line of communication, the better support is going to be available. And I think it's important that we have check-ins and i think that's the next thing i think 
when I think back to some really good captains that I've had, they've regularly checked in with, you know, certain players, um, whether they're coming up and down, like you said, Cam, in and out of a team, or whether they're maybe struggling a bit, or something just off-field is happening, and they just need genuine support um, and check in and, and see how they're going off the field. So I think the only way we're allowed or, or, or those things become successful in terms of uh, player and coach support is again this word I've spoken about and it's vulnerability, feeling like we can be vulnerable um, in an environment or with specific people so we can actually improve one as people, improve our mindset, um, feel like we have the support and, and move forward onto the team. And the great thing about vulnerability is it builds so much trust. And you know we speak about this trust word a lot on this podcast, Cam, but when you allow yourself to become vulnerable, one, you're, you're trusting that person that they'll accept this vulnerability and two, this other person goes, oh, wow, they trust me with like, with this information. They trust me. They're, they're being vulnerable with me. Like, and then all of a sudden, you gain more trust with them because there's just this um, nice connection going. So um, vulnerability is a huge part um, of, our, of our support system because without the vulnerability, we don't open up um, enough, um, I suppose, to our wounds or sometimes to these things that can actually improve you know we've got this really great system or this really great idea or even this strategy and if we're not vulnerable enough to put our ideas out there um, so often they can just get missed and um, sometimes ideas is just a great bridging gap to the result that we wanted it might not be exactly the idea we implement um, but it's it can often create a bit of a brainstorm to move forward as well awesome it sounds like this first uh, element of the four where we're creating the soil or good soil sounds like a lot of these topics all sort of come from building relationships. Is that on the mark? Yeah, I think you're spot on, Cam. I think anyone that doesn't focus um, purely on relationships in the beginning stages of an environment is kidding themselves when they think that players or associations um, coaches, captains want to be involved with someone specific because if they don't have a genuine connection, um, you know, or a relationship with someone, uh, it can be really hard to get them to, you know, follow you as a leader or feel like they're a part of a community. So you've hit the nail on the head there, Cam. I think all of the soil um, analogies here uh, result back to a really good relationship to um, not just the people of importance, you know, like committee members or coaches or, or, or captains, but you know, everyone involved um, in the environment or or um, in the culture. Awesome. All right. Well, that's our first of the four elements that Brown Dog's been working on tirelessly over the last couple of months, and it's exciting moving forward. I can't wait to hear what the next step is in the harvesting or moving towards the harvesting of the fruit. So please, if anyone has any questions for the Brown Dog, reach out. I'll have a few questions for him moving forward as well as we move towards the best way to create team culture within an, within an environment. Yeah, thanks for the interview, Cam. Appreciate that. I uh, know I took the spotlight a little bit in this episode. I think the last thing I'll note here is, guys, in this um, particular step, not once did I speak about training, uh, playing, results, um, You know, whether it's hitting balls if you're a cricketer or passing balls if you're playing footy, whatever it might be. Um, not once have I mentioned the actual skill element yet. So I think it's important to know that the skill and the result come well down the track and the foundations that need to be laid are, um, you know, three or four steps behind when the results come. So just thought I'd add that that in there. Awesome. Could not agree anymore. All right, team, we'll catch you next time on the MyPeak podcast.